The Fred Minnick Show is brought to you by Michter's American Whiskies and by 291 Colorado Whiskey. Hey, everybody. Fred Minnick here. Excited to have you back on the Fred Minnick Show. I've got a really good friend, longtime friend and master taster of Old Forester, Jackie Zykin joins the show, and we talk about her love of music and how she loves it and why it's different than her love for whiskey. You're going to love this episode, I'm telling you right now. And plus, I bring something out for Jackie that just absolutely makes her get excited about drinking it a little bit more. And she, by the way, just a little teaser, she went home with a whole bottle. So enjoy this week's episode with my dear friend, Jackie Zykin. But first, a word from our sponsors. People want a great whiskey that isn't like every other whiskey. So nestled in the shadow of Pikes Peak, 291 Colorado whiskey is distilled from grain to barrel to bottle. Exceptional Western whiskey, unlike any other. Passion permeates every sip. Utilizing grains from the Colorado Plains, water collected from Pikes Peak Reservoirs, and finished with Aspen Staves, 291 Colorado Whiskey is an award-winning single barrel and small batch whiskey. Hard made the Colorado way. Our recipe, our stills, independent and always rugged, refined, and rebellious. 291 Colorado Whiskey is proud of its humble roots and excited as we expand to new frontiers. Get your taste of Colorado at 291coloradowhiskey.com. Online orders available or find a bottle near you. Ride it like you stole it. Drink it like you own it. Live fast. Drink responsibly. At Michter's Distillery, our passion is making the finest bourbon, rye, and American whiskey possible. When you only produce very small batch and single barrel whiskey as we do, each and every barrel has to be perfect. No detail is too small for our production team. From careful attention to the 18-month or more air-dried wood used in the construction of our barrels, to entering our distillate into the barrel at the costlier or lower barrel entry proof of 103 so that it's smoother, to heat cycling our barrel houses, to our signature filtration protocol, we spare no expense in pursuing our goal of making the greatest American whiskey. And no Michter's gets bottled until our master distiller Dan McKee and our master of maturation Andrea Wilson say it's just right. Michter's Fort Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky is open for tours and tastings. Book your visit on our website and stop by the bar at Fort Nelson for a world-class cocktail. For more information, follow us on social media at Michter's Whiskey, go to michters.com, or visit your favorite bartender. Michter's Distillery. It's all about the whiskey. And welcome back to another episode of the Fred Minnick Show. This is a unique episode in that I actually have someone in my office, my great friend Jackie Zyke. And Jackie, how are you doing? I'm doing great. And of course, we're also joined by Ingo, the puppy. <laughs> well, okay, so you know we all work long hours, and you have a dog if you're a dog person, you mm-hmm. know, and you feel bad. Like I don't know, I don't have anyone at home to let him out, so I'm just glad you let me bring him. I hope he doesn't like knock over anything expensive in here. But I have know. a feeling there's a there's a 72 percent chance the camera might be going down. But if that happens, oh, that'd be great footage. And this is the scene that <laughs> Ango Zykin took down the Sony 4K. I love that you gave my dog a last name, too. Well, yeah. It. Yeah. I, no, he's, he is part of the family, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Baby. I mean, we're, um, my dog Remo, we've had her for 14 years. Mm. 
she's uh, she's got dementia now. She's blind, and um, I'm pretty sure she's blind, definitely in one eye, possibly in both. Oh no! And um, yeah, she's struggling. Her hips are almost out, but she keeps eating. She keeps fighting. I tell you what, I I, I can't I can't put her down. I can't do it. I, I know. Oh my gosh. I don't know how many dogs I've had. I've never had a day of my life that I haven't had a dog my mm-hmm. entire life. Yeah. So like I get it. I totally get it. The, this has been the best dog I've ever owned. Just his temperament. He's just a big old baby. And he's beautiful. Thanks. Big looks old like mutt. He, looks like he's well fed too. He is well fed. Like you a know. big old walking sausage. Well, okay. So when I travel, I leave him in Missouri at my parents' house. Luckily, mm-hmm. they watch him. They love keeping him. Every time I get him back, he's like seven pounds heavier because they feed him <laughs> nonstop. And then it's just this argument. So, yeah. So we've got grandma weight is what's going on oh. right now with Ango. Yes. I, I call it COVID weight. I mean, it could, I mean he could be, <laughs> could be COVID weight. But, uh, of course, you know, we've been together. You've, you've been on uh, my YouTube channel before, The Curation Desk, Tasted Your Rye. That was awesome. I've uh, been on Bourbon Pursuit together where we were uh, rapping about some uh, cheeseburger action. That's right. That's you know, people right. people have been hitting me up about the cheeseburger thing since that. It needs to be a thing. I mean, I love me some cheeseburgers. It's such a specific thing, too. I mean, it, mm-hmm. I, everyone is very particular about it. I think we need to have some sort of, like, cheeseburger face-off. We just do. It needs to happen. So if if you're out there, you're listening, and you are a cheeseburger maker... Jackie and I will be the judges. Yes. And Ango. And Ango, too. I feel like Ango has a discerning power. No. No more table food for that dog. (laughs) I swear. No. He is on a strict diet now. He can watch, but he is not allowed to to partake at all. Oh, well. But, yeah. If if y'all want to do a cheeseburger throwdown, please. I'm in. Let's go down down the road of, like, fast food cheeseburgers. What's your your go-to? Okay, see, I'm not like a fast food. I can do a fast casual cheeseburger, but I'm not like a go-to fast food. Because I think fast food, I think like drive through right? Mm-hmm. I think like yeah. that McDonald's, Burger King, all that kind of mm-hmm. area. Um, I am a Smashburger well, fan. Smashburger's nice, yeah. I'm also a Five Guys fan. See, Five Guys is where it's at for me. Yeah. I, lo- I love me some Five Guys. Um I, I get a little grossed out by the peanut thing now. You walk in there yes. and like all the peanut shells are everywhere and yes. everything. That's kind of gross. And it's even weirder now because now they just have these boxes of peanuts, but nobody eats the peanuts because it's COVID. And it's mm-hmm. just, I don't know, it's getting really, really weird. I got one up the street from my house and the rule is I can only eat it if I walk there because then I earn it somehow. You know, yeah, right. Like it's barely touching the surface of what those calories are for it but whatever i know you definitely like you walk into a five guys and you can just feel you can just (laughs) feel the grease just getting inside your body oh it's so good and they always (laughs) give you way too many napkins like they just take the biggest handful so like when the whole paper towel shortage was going on didn't you guys know the secret was to go to five guys because Uh, there was like love they just shove them in the bag and they always give you an extra scoop of fries they fill the fries, but then they give a scoop on top of it to be loose in the bag so all the grease stains through the sides of it. Yeah, That's I mean, the they're keep they're definitely keeping Idaho in business the way they do their fries. That is, that is accurate, for sure. But so yeah, I don't, I bet, don't know if you know this about me, uh, but one of my one of my jobs as a writer, I was the editor for Fast Casual Magazine once upon a time. Such a thing is in the world, a Fast Casual Magazine. Yeah, well, really? I don't think it's, I think it's just fastcasual.com now, but back in the day it was print. And um, I used to cover 
fast casual, you know, the the restaurant side from a, a trade perspective wow. is to cover that. And that was actually my introduction to writing about alcohol because Panera Bread was um, was was testing serving wine, and that's where it all started for me. That's incredible. Yeah. See, now we have to do it, right? I, I know. We have to. So, so there is, uh, you know, locally in Louisville, there's the Cousins, WW Cousins. You like them? I've never been. Oh, really? I've never had, no, I've never had it. So, okay, this is going back to the, like, concepts of, like, this doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, like the peanut thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, like, Cousins, the burgers are fantastic. Okay. But they have these trays, these actual tubs of mustard and ketchup, and you'll go over there, and you'll scoop your own mustard and ketchup on it, and it's kind of like man like i mean now like everyone's all like covid central and thinking about the hygienic part of things right but before that i was just like somebody is breathing into that i don't want to breathe it into my ketchup <laughs> into the tub oh mustard well i think okay maybe mustard would be a little bit more stable just being out in a tub but there mm -hmm. are certain things that i don't want in a tub like i don't want mayo in a tub mm -hmm. the scoopable tub I don't know. Even ketchup. I guess it depends. I guess the acidity is high enough in it, but still, there's a lot of sugar in that. I don't know. That's going to ferment eventually. I mean, it's going to be a thing. Yeah. I mean, I bet you you could make a a, a fermented uh, ketchup alcohol. What would we call that? Gross. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we would. And I love ketchup. Oh, I love ketchup, and I would not go anywhere near that. Absolutely not. No. no so, no, no. all right. It, funny. Another. Since we're in this whole condiment thing. Okay. Um, our family were really into mustard. We love mustard. Okay. And we go to the zoo religiously. And we, okay. And one of our things there is that we will go and we'll get a pretzel and we'll sit down and we'll enjoy it with uh, what used to be a, one of our favorite like pack mustards. It's called Monarch Mustard. And it's really, really good. Well, since COVID, they no longer put that out there and when we've gone when we've gone into the zoo we have smuggled ket or uh, mustard into the zoo and we will break out our little packets and have our pretzel ritual at the zoo but we are illegally smuggling mustard but are you though because you're not taking away from a sale so think of it that way you never bought mustard from the zoo true you're bringing in your own you're still going. You're mm -hmm. buying the pretzel, the whole thing. We're definitely buying the pretzel. I think it's brilliant. I don't okay. think there's anything wrong with this at all. No one's going to be like, excuse me, sir. <laughs> you can't bring your own mustard into the zoo. Sorry, sir. You must leave the gorilla exhibit now. We right. have found the mustard on your persons. You're not, no, no one's doing a search for mustard <laughs> when you walk into the doors of the zoo. As long as you dispose of your packets appropriately mm -hmm. and you're not taking away from any um, sale of food or whatever. I, I think it's fine, right? Awesome. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I, if they yell at you, just say, Jackie said it was okay. And Jackie's say, icon says it's okay. Don't know who that is. Don't really care. But apparently she I smuggles think you have, mustard too. I think you have a plaque in the zoo. I think it, so. I do. Oh, do I? <laughs> I think you got like a special area. Don't let her in. <laughs> <laughs> do you like the zoo? I do. I love the zoo. I yeah. do. Um, I'm from St. Louis where the zoo is free. So amazing like, zoo. we go to the zoo all the time. Um, I love it. I haven't been as many times as I would like to have mm -hmm. gone in Louisville, to be honest with you. But it's just another one of those things where it's like, I don't know. Well, growing up in St. Louis, you're a little spoiled. 
And that yes. that zoo is pretty rocking. Yes. I've been we've been there. Uh, my family we we go there. We're we like meet meet at zoo at zoos. We just zoos are kind of our thing as like families. That's kind of a it's kind of the thing. You know, you like the outdoors. You know, I know you're always taking your kid outdoors and mm-hmm. hanging out. And we we go to zoos and parks and museums. So one of the things that you know that makes this show different. This is not a show that's about my about me sipping all the time. Like I like to sip with people and talk to them uh about you know whatever you know mm-hmm. so and i've been really wanting to get you on the show to talk about your music love you know okay. so i wanted to i wanted to like who what's your what's your favorite genre of music what are you normally listening to see this is a really hard question this is the hardest question you could ever ask me and let me church it up with this so a couple weeks back maybe a month or so i don't even know what day it is anymore Somebody asked me to go on some podcast and talk about film. And I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about with film. Like, mm. these people will wax poetic for days about, like, the nuances of, like, the lighting and whatever. I'm just like, I don't get it. I'm just either entertained or I'm not. I'm the exact same way with music. And I got really nervous when you're like, do you want to talk about music? And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Because I know what I like when I'm hearing it, but I am in no way, shape, or form that person that like knows the middle name of every member of the band and is like, oh, yeah. the good old days when so-and-so was on bass. Like, no, I don't know any of those things. I just know what I like. You and like it what you like. depends on my mood. Completely. What do you, so what, so what genre would you fall on? You, you rap, you, uh, heavy metal. I know what I don't like. Let's do that. Do you ever go in the reverse with people? Oh, sure. And they're like, yeah. here's what I don't like. What do you not like? I don't like pop country stuff. Like, I like old country in small doses. So you like, you like, my girlfriend's cheating. No, I you don't know? like okay. any of that that's, that's kind of like old school. You know, that's actually every genre, every, every, every country decade. song ever written. <laughs> song. <laughs> no offense, country music. Um... It's just not my thing. I don't know. Like, it just, it always makes me feel sad. I don't like that. I don't mm-hmm. know. For some reason, country music makes me sad. Um, I grew up, my dad had this really, really amazing vinyl collection, and I used to play with all of them, and he would get so mad, and I understand why now, obviously, but when you're like a kid. Um, and there's always certain album covers where you were like, I shouldn't be looking at this. Like, there were a couple of Led Zeppelin albums that, you know, mm-hmm. the one, what's the one that has all the naked kids on the front of it? Um, uh, you know, that was actually taken right outside of Bushmills, that photo. Was it really? Yeah, that was on the Giants Causeway. Uh, I oh, can't, wow. I can't think of the album name at the moment, but... Yeah, that was uh, so there's a little whiskey connection. I've actually huh. taken those steps with the glass of Bushmills and looked at but it. But were the... you naked? You, will, if you're going to reenact the not, album cover, you have I to I will be... not comment on that. <laughs> oh, God. I will say Eli- I was there with Elijah Wood, so weird okay. shit happened. Okay, that's all That's all that needs to be said, I suppose. Um, I don't know. So, like, he always listened to that. I, I have a music-related tattoo on my arm. Everyone always oh. asks me what that stands what does your arm say? Because it always cuts off here. Like, clap for the for the what? For whatever makes you happy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Clap for the Wolfman. It's a song by The Guess Who. It was a band from Canada, if you're not familiar. American Woman. Everybody knows them for American Woman. Um, but the greatest hits of The Guess Who was the first cassette I ever owned. And I know every Guess Who song on that album by and heart. For, uh, and for those of yeah, you dear. too young to know what a cassette is... Uh, that it's a little piece of plastic it's and it had some uh, ribbons in there yes and if you couldn't get to rewind or if the ribbons pulled out a, a little bit and you couldn't get it all straightened out you had to manually do it and like stick your finger in there and like turn it 
And for those of you my age, you know, when we switched over from the sturdy cassette to the CD, but you didn't have a CD player in your car and you had that cassette with the wire on it that plugged into your portable CD player. And every time you hit a bump, it would skip. Those mm-hmm. were the days. I tell you what, when I got one of those and uh, I picked up my my date, I was uh, I was sixteen, and she was like, "Oh wow, you really something <laughs> advanced technology." I know. I was like, "Oh, I put that in there, put on some Stone Temple Pilots, boom." Watch out! I know. Rolling. And then we went straight to uh, some fast food restaurant, and then a and then a movie. I mean, seriously, teenage dating is like. Oh God, it's lame. It's like something to eat in a movie or campfire, and I know I don't know if I did. I even date when I was a teen. I don't think I dated. I don't think I actually like, went on dates. I was a quiet kid. You were studying and trying I to be all stu- school like. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to be a master taster when I grow up. <laughs> yeah, right. That's not at all what I was doing at all. But no, I don't know, man. The teenage dating. I don't know. What would you even? What do you do? What do you talk about? Uh, you know. I have no idea. You talk about like, I, I just kind of going back in my mind what we would talk about. Uh, honestly, it was usually about school. You know, it's like that's all you know at that point. You know, yeah. not all, not downplaying the universe of the teenager, but like that's the most relevant thing. And like, where what are you gonna do when you go to school? Where are you gonna go? You know, are you going to go to that? I feel like half of half of like you know. 15 years old to when you're 25 is spent like finding out what everyone else is doing so you can go do it pretty much that's yeah that's all i mean that was and in preparation for such yeah. right but, yeah okay where and what am i gonna wear and yeah. what and are is, we and is so-and-so drinking? gonna be there you know? <laughs> right exactly Ooh. um oh back in the day so yeah music back to music um so that whole like 70s rock era was very much it just brings me back to the soundtrack of my youth and I wasn't mm-hmm. born in the 70s but my parents like carried yeah. that through and so that always resonates with me really well I don't do the whole country thing I'm not like super big into rap but like I'll listen to rap mm-hmm. um I appreciate anything that fits my vibe at the moment that's in the background of my universe how about that sure okay you know I, and I think uh I think when I, I I've been trying to make the connections to to whiskey and and music and i i feel like your taste for for music is a lot a lot like consumer like the basic consumer's taste for whiskey you hmm. know it's very mood driven it's very much like i like what i like and i like what, and i don't like what i don't like you know very much so yeah i think so yeah for sure and there's yeah you can take that into a whole bunch of different levels of just sort of um there's some music that is just mass produced and churned out right and there's mm-hmm. some that takes a little bit more technique and there's it, it goes across all different ranges but well it's also interesting too mm-hmm. like being on like you know seeing like careers of, of musicians like those musicians will be so talented and work so hard and do everything they can to develop an audience but they don't resonate with people it's like mu- music uh, a lot like whiskey also does not make sense about what will hit you know for you know, for every like smoke wagon, there are thirty of uh, source brands that have tried to do what he's doing to build a brand, and it just doesn't hit. Yeah. You know? And like it's, um, you know, and there's only like one Brown Foreman. You know, and there's it's a huge, huge company. Yeah, it is. But we have a bunch of very 
different cultured brands within it, I guess. You know what I mean? A little something for everybody, I suppose. But Definitely. I don't know. I mean, but then that pulls... I'm sure you've tinkered around with this idea then of doing a tasting with a playlist associated with it to oh, capture that. Times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Many times. So let's taste... You brought in something to taste. Yeah, I had a bottle. So, okay, I... Today was a long day, hence why I got my dog with me. Um, and I have this homework assignment where I've got a bunch of single barrels that we sell through the distillery gift shop. Mm -hmm. And usually with these barrels, I will save them. And then when the time comes to pluck them, I will do so. Um, so when COVID first hit, we were trying to be very respectful of not getting in everybody's way and going out to the warehouses too, too much. Mm -hmm. And because I have to. Um do you want me to pour you one of these, or you want one of yours, uh, or does I'll it matter? I'll slide my are they glass the on over here. So we were trying to not get in everybody's way, and we were all crunched, and I was living, literally living amongst cases. And Hold cases on, I thought you said liver. I mean, because no. I mean, we were livered as well. Cases of booze. And I got, I, fall, I fell behind in my tasting notes. I will be mm -hmm. the first one to admit that. I was like homeschooling a kid at the time, because they all went to NTI, and I fell behind. And so a couple of barrels slipped through the program that I had not yet tasted. Mm -hmm. And then samples went out and it was like, oh shit. But then people bought them. And it was like, well, I can't write notes on them now because what's the point? They already bought it. So a couple of these barrels, I was like, well, I'm just going to bottle them and see what happens and hope for the best. So that's what this one is. This one, I called it L House Roulette number one because I was like, well, you know, I guess you're going to get what you're going to get. So I haven't opened this. I just opened it. You saw me open it. You heard me open it. I haven't tasted this one. Um, L House is usually pretty good. They're all pretty good, but I have no idea what's going to happen. So literally, I, I pro well. it's probably not a good idea for anyone to do ever in this industry of like, hey, this has never been tasted, but why don't I take the most critical human being in the whiskey <laughs> industry and just give him a pour and see what happens? Uh, well, it, but whatever. Let, but in in fairness, we we also have the friendship where if I don't like it, you're not going to be mad at me for more than five minutes. No. Or even five. I minutes. mean, I am going to be worried. I mean, but whatever if you don't like it you don't like it and that's cool that in other words you better like it fred no 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 it's not like that um i think you know me better than that that i would yeah, rather you just yeah. be honest than that's you know true. try to well, schmooze I, it so. i will tell you that the banana coming out of this is insane you know so mm -hmm. like this is like uh there's almost so much banana there that i can't get past it yeah Little brown sugar mayhem oh, no, going on. Although I'm just like looking down. The dog Ango. is just <laughs> laying across like, the floor Ang now. Ango's on my foot, and uh, you know, just kind of chilling. Just what a beautiful dog. Ah, a little bit of a little bit of caramel in there. A little bit of like uh, nuts. Well, All right, here I go. In, go in for the taste. Series 117 is definitely better. 117 is better? Yeah. Oh, no. I think that this is great, though. I mean, keep in mind, this is 100 proof. It's got a very long finish to it still. It's flagship old foe with that banana, with that caramel on the front, with the, uh, the brown I definitely, sugar. I definitely there. do know it's old foe. Not just because it's, it's in the old foe bottle. It's warm. And it's, ugh, these came off the line a couple days ago. 
And there's a thing that happens when you add reverse osmosis water to whiskey and dilute it down for barrel or for bottling, excuse me. Um, it's, it's this, I don't know. It's not that it's tight, but it's angry. It's always pissed off and you need to let it chill out. And this is what happened when we got the 117 off the line and I tasted it at first and I go, oh my God, I'm screwed. So if we are to, if we are to talk about like this being a, a music, being, being music, a band, um, I, based on your description, I would say this is Metallica acoustic. Metallica acoustic. Because, I'll take it. Because you're, you know, they're angry when they're playing normally. And then as you say, it's like, it's kind of like resting a little bit. I, I, I will say that this is hmm. like, you know, I've tasted, you know, so much of your stuff. Like Old Forester 1920s is a go-to, as many know. But um, this one is not, is not hitting those, all those high marks for me. As Why? A, why is it not hitting the high marks? Well, because you, I taste this and I go, wow, that's actually delicious. It's very balanced. The finish is very what's long. What's fascinating to me is, is like you're talking about the finish. To me, the finish is flat. Like I am not getting really? much of a finish on this at all. Wow. This is why no, mine's still every, there. everybody tastes differently. Yes, they do. And they also taste whiskey differently too. But generally. That was a gross joke. <laughs> But generally, you and I are simpatico. Like very we rarely, are. very rarely have our palates been off. I off have each um, other, but. my palate has been ridiculously um, hypersensitive lately. I've been taking this like weird combination of supplements, and um, I've just noticed it being very finicky lately. Mm. And I've raised like I've pulled a lot of fire alarms lately and people are like what are you talking about and i'm like no it's there don't you see that it's there <laughs> and it's yeah but well i've i've been i've been in the i've been mm. tasting throughout my competition so we're in the middle of tate you know judging the american spirits council of tasters oh. Oh. an ascot uh for those listening on the audio i just pulled out one of the trophies to show jackie yeah you did it's yeah. literally like a dude with a glass yeah. Wearing an ascot. Is this you? Is this you in trophy form? It, it is it is it is not me because this guy is obviously skinny. He's and, like seven uh, feet tall. You know, he's seven feet tall. And and you know, I don't hold a glass like that. But in general, in general, it's it's like modeled to be like a human in an ascot with a glass. It is a human in an ascot with a glass. Yeah. He's but really but the, the that's awesome the dream is is like people be like you know be very excited to win one of these so but uh Will I've people been, give like ex is this going to be like a live thing can i <laughs> we have been tasting throughout and i've been recording them and and when, but I when they win but we yeah, they'll they they will 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 announce them yeah but do we'll, people give like acceptance speeches that's the goal okay one day see that's it's the best very part. you know it's very difficult to start a business in the middle of a pandemic you know, you don't try anything that's event related. Yeah, forget about it. So, I don't know how you think that finishes flat. It's very warm, and it is definitely there. It is. It sinks way back into the throat. It is not a front-loaded finish by any means, palate-wise. It sits way in the back. It's a backseat driver. I think the taste is there. You know, there's definitely like kind of like this. Um, uh, like vanilla wafer there with some, you know, like yeah. a banana, banana, banana uh, pudding, banana pudding yeah, yeah. with the vanilla wafers. I can see it's that. Got that whole thing going there for me. Uh, the nose is incredibly aromatic. 
But yeah, the finish is, you know, for my palate today, it's not hitting there. I'll taste it tomorrow. Who knows? Because every day we taste very differently. You that know? is true. You know? I'm going to so, leave it with you because I don't want to have to have yet another bottle in my house. Not like you need any more bottles right. either, but just saying. Actually, it, I'm not because I have to actually write notes for this later. So never mind. You didn't like mind. it anyways. But still, <laughs> if people want to buy it, it will be for purchase available at the distillery gift shop. Eventually, it's the L House Roulette number one. It's coming from the third floor of the L Warehouse, so which is actually the, the brand sixth is floor. want. The, it, it's it's just it's a single, single barrel. barrel mm-hmm. It's a hundred proof single roulette. barrel. Okay. Uh, L House Roulette okay. for sure. If you like banana pudding, I got a whiskey for you. Yeah, it's a surprise it's bag. Legit, legit banana pudding with That's vanilla awesome. wafers. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, uh, you, is there anything you want to taste in my, for my world here? I have tasted so many whiskeys today. I'm, I'm good. good. It's not that I don't want to taste other people's stuff because I always want to taste what about other a rum? people's stuff. Let's, we can do rum. Yeah, that's a, a good little break from the, from the bourbon. You want to do a pre-Castro Cuban rum? Um, what year are we talking here? Probably thirties. No, I don't. Um, you know me, I'm, I'm weird about my old, old liquor. Mm-hmm. That you are. Um, I don't know. Something with something weird. Let's do a, a weirdo, funky little rum. How about she that? wants a weirdo, funky, uh, a little rum. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find it. All right. All right. Later. So we're we're gonna go with uh, a barrel rum. This is a tell of two islands, and uh, it's Jamaican uh, um, a pot still. Um. So Jamaican. Jamaican rums, you know, they do a lot of natural yeast. They do open fermentation. And so they have, like, a lot of, like, esters in the rums. And then they finish this in an Isla Scotch barrel. What? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So you said you All wanted some. All my worlds some, are colliding right you now. You said you wanted some funk. We got the funk going up in Jeez. here. Jeez. Do we know where this came from, though, or No. We just know uh, Jamaica. Yes. Yeah, so this would have came from uh, Hampton. Okay. Which is which is the uh basically the Stitzel Weller of um of rum distillers. Oh man. This is weird. Right? I needed that today. I've been tasting not that I don't love tasting old forester, I do, but I've tasted like ninety five barrels today and I needed a break. Wow. I spit them all. And then I drove here, heads up, and I got a dog in the process, so judge me not. And texted me saying, I can be here an hour earlier. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> but I may, I was still able to make dinner. I was able to make dinner, I, clean you, the house. Look at you. And all that, you know? Ugh. Look at you. Just killing it today. It's Wednesday? Today, Wednesday? I thought it was Thursday. I almost said Monday. Look at us. (laughs) (laughs) Judge us not. Judge us not. Oh, wow. Okay, so there's the barrel. There's the finishing. You can tell it, man. It's not as present on the nose, but on that finish, like, there it is. But that's okay, because I feel like it belongs there. Incredible. uh, God. It's like you put a cigarette out in a banana and ate it. That's awesome. This is like, this is like funk, funk meets uh, smoke, with a whole bunch in between. This is incredible. 
Is this all gone? Like they don't have this anymore? Oh no, this is a this is a uh, typical release. I tell you, man, Barrel uh, Barrel does so much cool shit. You know, they're really good blenders. You know, given your given your talents, like if I if I could like if I could like assemble like an all star team of like blenders and tasters. I would love to put you with like Trip Stimson and Joe Beatrice and see what you all come up with. You know, because you know, in baseball they have like in basketball they have like all star. Is teams. this your fantasy like tasting team? It would be a fantasy you know what tasting I mean? team. Yeah, so I would bring. <laughs> it would be <laughs> Joe Beatrice, Trip Stimson, uh, Jackie Zykin. Um, I'm gonna bring in Freddie No from Jim Beam oh, beca- because okay. because he likes getting in the thick of it and being different. Uh, I'm going to throw in, I'm going to throw in Brent Elliott from uh, Four Roses. Okay. I think that man has a very underrated palate. I you can know? agree with that. He's yeah. He's got a very underrated palate. Um, and then I'm going to, I'm going to throw you a curveball here. I'm going to bring in, I'm going to bring in someone from the music side, Clown from Slipknot, who blended his own whiskey in Iowa. Okay. And just because this is kind of a music podcast, I needed to throw. Oh in yeah, a we got to bring that back. I got to bring we? in a musician somehow. But and you so, went Slipknot. So he would be my he would be my like uh, uh, blender uh, from the music side. But that this would be so that would be cool. one hell of a tasting panel. Like, can I buy this right now? Well, I can't sell alcohol. Well, not from you. Given that you I'm, know what I mean. I don't and have a license, Jackie. I didn't say, can I buy this from you? Well, can just, I buy this? You know, is I'm this always, available on the market? I don't know if this was an ABC sting or something here, but... Uh, it's not. <laughs> yeah, actually, you could go find this in Total Wine. They have a Total Wine, Liquor Barn, all those places would have would have their rum. Have they done more than one rum? Or is this yeah, like... this, I think they're on release five or six. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. This is This is outstanding. And when we look at like the growth of spirits, you know, we're starting to see a lot of kind of like combinations of different types coming together, even in like blends or finishes. I know. And I can't say too much because I'll get in trouble, but I guess technically I could say things because nothing's been approved yet. But there are things that I've wanted to do with Old Forcer for a while. Mm-hmm. We have access to a lot of really good stuff from the various distilleries that sure. we have in our company. Um, and this just seals the deal for me that I want to chase it um, yeah. even more so. So Great. But it won't taste like that. Obviously, it's not going to be a rum. But if you start with Olfo, Old Fo, You know what? Old Fo actually, you know, I think people were old. I think people were really fascinated when I made um, a jump from bourbon to rum. I think a lot of people just assume that my jump would be in like scotch or Irish whiskey or something yeah. like that. But I just, I find more flavor sim- similarities with like genuine rum um, than I do with other types of whiskey when it comes to bourbon. And, yeah. And like, there's definitely, you, you, you brought out the banana component, like there's definitely a lot of like uh, crossover notes, uh, in my opinion, from rum. And I'm I'm excited to see what you can do, but I think I think rum can stand up to an Isla Barrel better than bourbon can. So if you're going to do some with an Isla Barrel, well, <laughs> um, 
yes, yes on a lot of things that you just said there. So there is a lot of similarity. I think the sweetness of the corn is really your common denominator there. Not to say that there's the corn and obviously it's rum, it's not corn, but um but I do think that there there's a nice sort of solid foundation that Old Forester can provide to then take it and get just a little bit of tweak to it into some more esoteric finishes outside of just your standard things mm-hmm. that you finish bourbon in, like your sherry casts or your whatever. Right. You know what I mean? You fill in the blank with whatever has been done before. Um, and I think there's a lot of people out there who have done bourbon if done in a smoky way, to your to your point, the whole Isla thing. Okay, so light? Ango is eating uh, something off of my lights here. Did Maybe, you find a snack? Hmm? I mean, there may have been an occasion where I dropped a uh, piece of beef jerky, so... Oh, sweet. Well, yeah, score. it's gone now. Um, I don't know. I just think that uh, there's people that have done it in ways where they did it just to be different, and they didn't to actually achieve a balance out of it, and there's a big, there's a big difference between the two things, right? right. So... Um, I don't know. We'll see. We shall see what the future holds for all of us, right? You never yeah. know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to happen. I mean, the world is forever turning. It is and, indeed. And like, you know, I don't know where I'm going to be a year from now. I don't know what I'll be doing a year from now. Maybe we'll be drinking together again. Together again. Maybe the dog will be with us and we'll be drinking again. I could bring my dog and see, see? how they, you know. Dog you know. party. Can you kick my dog's ass? He needs an ass. No, he's very, very sweet. He's a big baby. Um, he just doesn't like the mailman, woman, male person. You know what? That's whoever right. Whoever delivers does mailman not like bring bills. the delivery. Those bills keep you from getting more snacks. good boy. What a good dog. I had no idea you were such a dog person. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, Fred's going to be like, oh, oh shit, there's going to be hair in my office. Oh. I don't care about that. Well, if you love dogs, he loves you. Have at it. Yeah, I love him as well, but I I get him all the time. So he is uh, he is definitely a loving loving pup. Yes, he, um, he is. Eight years old? He, um, no, he's like six and a half. Okay, he's just lazy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a big lazy mutt. It's great. Well, you know, yeah. I I really have enjoyed this as I always do when we when we hang out, and I appreciate you coming and and chilling with me for a bit and. And given that, uh, given we do try to bring everything back to music in some ways on this show, um, any any thoughts on what this uh, barrel rum tale of two islands is music wise? Oh God! No, see, this is the thing: is I'm like not good at this. I'm not good at this at all because I don't immediately associate it with intensity and different notes and complexities in music whatsoever see i'm just like when was the last time i drank rum what was playing in the background like i'm that person i think you're cutting yourself short i've seen your artistic handwritten notes of when you were tasting something (laughs) you've sent those to me i think they're beautiful and i think that and i think that you know you know you are very much an artist and you express yourself artistically through whiskey and through words um and definitely you know vocally as well and i will say that you know the the music is is just an artistic expression that doesn't always grab you like something else does. Okay, let's you know? let me frame it up. Like I All need right. you to like co-pilot me through All this. Right, we're, okay, we're here. We're here. So it's very um, okay. It's very unexpected. I think it could be very very misunderstood. It's very mm-hmm. surprisingly delicious. So okay. where do we go with that in music? Well, I think 
Okay, so and it's not subtle by any means. No, I think when you have like these big mega stars, okay. uh, there is an assumption that they're just all hype and and everything, and that's sometimes true. And like you get them, uh, like you know, singing like you know, there was a time that you know Taylor Swift sang next to Stevie Nicks, and you would see like you know Stevie Nicks was definitely a natural musician, uh, or Taylor Swift was was more you know enhanced in enhanced. some ways in some in ways. ways but there are a lot of great musicians that are in that kind of mega level that do not get the credit for their talent just because they have crossed over Christina Aguilera stop she was my idol growing up I wanted to be Christina Aguilera so hardcore freshman year high school like I was all about Christina like regular genie in a bottle old school Christina before she got like you know greasy and stuff that's what I'm saying is Christina Aguilera (laughs) I love you Christina (laughs) Christina Aguilera was it to me is one of the most talented artists of our lifetime but she gets put over into this other sphere because she became so famous yes Totally. I totally see what you're saying. Um, 100%. And she she does have a lot of talent to her. I don't know. This is a little bit more audacious than Christina Aguilera, though. This is okay. an incredibly audacious spirit. That's the best Would way to phrase Would Lady Gaga it. be audacious to you? Because <sighs> you said, like, because you, you were talking about something that's, like, you know, what you, what you said really appealed to me is, like, someone who is transcends their genre but is uh but gets misrepresented because of of fame that's kind of what how i took your comment oh okay so let's not go down that path i need something that's literally just very i don't know my personal experiences with some of these things have been very 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 weird um and i will never forget and thank you very much for the opportunity to work with you um at bourbon and beyond what was that two years ago i guess has been since then yeah. And there was a flaming lip set where they came out in a bubble, you know, and just this big inflatable ball across the crowd. And it was this really amazing moment. And I think it was an amazing moment for a lot of people that weren't expecting it. They were just like, it's hot as shit outside. What am I going to do? Oh, wait. Hada. Everything's okay. This is, it's okay. Everything's okay. It looks weird. It kind of sounds like it's going to be weird. But then you taste it and you're like, shit. Okay. It's very unexpected, but it's fucking gorgeous. I'm well, not supposed to say the F word. I'm sorry. Oh, no. You can say fuck or whatever. Okay. Unless comp- corporate, you're not allowed to. Well, not like while I'm on our corporate campus, like typing oh, away. Well, you're at not at Brown Foreman right now. So fuck no, this, fuck I'm... that, fuck this, <laughs> fuck you. Stop. So I can ah! say, we can say fuck all day long. Okay. okay. Although I will get a bad rating. He, I had my kids in the car. And I like his whiskey comments, but then he went and said fucking Well, like, now you're really going to get a bad rating because you're making fun of the person that would leave you a bad rating. Well, but, if they do, know. I mean, if they're giving me a bad rating for for saying fuck. Are you known as having a wholesome podcast? I, uh, when I get, um, when I get booked for private events, which is often, I am now getting it in my writer that I have to be, uh, I can't use any cuss words. Oh, okay. And so the word is on the street. But I'm like, well, you guys keep rebooking me, so obviously, you know, my cuss word using's good. Yeah. So, I'm like, I'm a soldier, too. You can't take that out of me. Anyway, but you were Flaming Lips. Uh, Vaseline is their number one hit of, of, of their time. 
And uh, this is definitely a very oily, um, oily flavor profile. It so is. a little bit of something there between it like, um, although I've never tasted Vaseline, but I assume it it's a petroleum. industrial. Yeah. Industrial. Let's call it that. I Let's not know. get into the tastings uh, of Vaseline. Petroleum jelly. Yeah. But uh, it's petroleum, petroleum jelly. So. But nonetheless delicious yeah cheers. Awesome. cheers and it's so so great hanging out with you always so a pleasure and it's great to see you and uh mango man i love you already oh yeah what a good pooch good pooch he loves you too see and now your floor is covered in hair i'm sorry i'll have to like come sweep your good. floor by the way yeah. uh as we close out you were the last story i wrote when i was with bourbon plus so, oh yeah my my cover story in you was the last one i wrote you went out on a high note it was a great story it was very absolutely. well absolutely and um i i do miss the magazine days but on to other things in life yes all right but that's going to do it here for this episode tell everybody where they can find you on the socials well if you're really interested in um my non-music knowledge then you can find me on instagram at jackie zykin j-a-c-k-i-e-z-y-k-a-n all smushed together um or you know if you're curious about old forester follow old forester and uh the old forester website is a fantastic place to see all the stuff about all the products and cocktail recipes and release info and all that fun stuff so but yeah awesome all right well jackie thanks for joining us thank you out there for sure such a pleasure always Isn't Jackie awesome? Now, she's been a friend for a while, and uh, her dog, uh, Ango, was on my was on my feet or on my <laughs> on my lap the whole time. It was a big old, like, 80-pound Rottweiler-looking dog, but although he's not a Rottweiler, he's a mix. And so, you know, sometimes these dogs, they're a mud or they're a mix of various things. They, they come out looking like a Rottweiler without the head, but that's what he looked like, just an adorable 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 puppy and i love dogs and you know we've got two of our own we're about to lose one like i said and i'm ah, every day i just i I think to myself i hope this isn't today i just want one more day with remo so that's kind of like what goes through my head on a daily basis when it comes to my puppies but uh, that's going to do it for this week a big shout out to uh jackie thanks for coming on and uh do apologize i didn't like the whiskey as much as you but that's how it goes sometimes when i taste with somebody but uh, i appreciate everybody tuning in make sure you follow us on all the social medias just go look for my name fred minnick and uh, hit the subscribe button and give us a review while you're at it. it goes a long way with helping to please the algorithm gods they love to see the reviews But I appreciate y'all, and be safe out there. No licking handrails, no licking trash cans. And remember, vodka sucks unless it's being used for hand sanitizer. Cheers, everybody. You've been listening to The Fred Minnick Show, brought to you by Michter's American Whiskeys and by 291 Colorado Whiskey. For more information on Fred's books, articles, and more, just go to fredminnick.com. Hey, this is Adam Carolla from The Adam Carolla Show. Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports wagering info this summer with all the stats, news, scores, and matchups. Keep the latest game odds, live lines, and matchup reports at your fingertips with Bet Online. 
We're your Sports Intel headquarters for every event all summer long. Baseball, golf, MMA, and championship boxing. Bet Online has it all. Get ready for the upcoming football season, too. Get it all at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest, easiest way to get your betting info and access your favorite casino and card games, all right from your mobile phone. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Bet Online, where the game starts. <laughs> 